Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 399 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined always and forever, and today especially, by none other than the most societal among us, Willie Sailor. Willie, how are you? Always and forever. Wow. It's a good song. It's a, I actually don't think I know it. Um, yes, you do. Yes, what, you do. What song is that? I think it's. I think the title of it might be Always and Forever. <laughs> Who's it by? Always and Forever? It's just, it, it, was, it was in a... It was in a comedy. It was in a. It was in a. I'll, I'll send it to you. Got it. Straight away, the radioactive. Stephen. He Kyle is Bracken. radioactive. He is a. He is part chupacabra. Stephen Kyle, how are you doing? I'm great. I'm wearing my Ron Rock chupacabra shirt. I don't know if you can see it right now because I can't see the stream. But there it is. We can't actually Ooh. see it. They they put they put Bracky in the corner, but we can technically see you. Is this sounding zany for you, no oh, matter yeah. right now? Yeah, that's why, We're that's some, why I'm moving all Yeah, awkwardly. I'm moving a lot, too. We're having, ever since the show started, we have some zany uh, uh, stuff in our ears, Caleb and Owen. So, it's all right now. Okay. Well, hold on. To my left, Daniel Roy Lobdell Jr. No hey, man. everybody. Welcome. Uh, it's good. This is our second show in a row. I think everyone's been here, and it's nice um, for the time being. That's very good. Now... The wrestling universe turned their eyes to Round Rock, Texas, not four days ago, and it was awesome. I woke up, got a workout in, as Nomad um, suggested. He had the kind of the whole day laid out for you. I don't know if y'all saw that tweet, but it was the most Nomad tweet ever because I just can imagine him sitting there and being like, this is at 2 o'clock or 1 o'clock. He's like, man, there are so many things you can do. Between when you wake up and, and no one else would have been able to figure out how what they how they would have managed their time between waking <laughs> up at one o'clock if no one didn't say here's a here's a few things you could do between waking <laughs> up at one o'clock you could work out you could get your shopping squared away you could do this you could do yep. that back to school time so that that tweet was inspired by several you know fans coaches sending me texts and DMs being like. Yeah, you know, I got to figure out how to sneak some time in to, to watch this. You know, the the old lady wants us to do this, and I'm like, it's at two o'clock. You got time, right? You could go to the farmers market all morning. You could do your errands, right? Go work out. You know, go go walk around you, the you lake. You think that was lost on them? You think they they never would have put that? Well, together? you know, I just I just wanted to remind my friends okay. that uh, it was it was feasible. So this is like when he hopes everyone gets the tournament safe. Yeah. To help everyone gets determined. Yeah, and obviously we do not want anyone to have a de- devastating knee injury. He just needs to get out in front of that before people start thinking we're you hopeful. You should switch it up, and you should switch it up and go oh, full heel turn instead of like uh, you know, hey Iron Man's today. Let's hope everybody gets there safe. You should be like, well, I hope nobody gets in a wicked accident killing several. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would be an interesting turn. Okay. We have to talk about Kyle Dake versus Alex Derringer. And I have this problem where I keep wanting to say Alex Dake and Kyle Derringer. I don't know why. Did it on radio last week, and I also did it on the broadcast. I'm not sure what that's about. Um, but the match was awesome. Um, the turnout was amazing. We were super – we had no expectations whatsoever. And then we kept hearing, great. About, kept hearing about all the pre-sold tickets. We're like, okay, this could actually be awesome. And it totally over-delivered. The place was packed. Uh, and it appears that the 
Central Texas area is hungry for more wrestling, so hopefully we can give them a little bit more. Uh, but we have to talk about these matches, and I feel like we're so, probably going to be a little no, on divided. That, oh, okay, on that ahead. note, uh, was, was it a lot of Oklahoma people that came down, or was it just Texas wrestling fans? I, I think it was mostly Texas wrestling fans. I, it's hard to know. It, I'm not trying to say something, but Daringer didn't give a lot to get excited about that you would really be able to. But it, the, the crowd was just very energized the whole time. You could tell they were waiting for something to happen. And when something big happened, they they freaked out. But I, I'm not sure if it was uh, highly uh, a lot of Oklahoma people. I think it was mostly probably 80% Texans. There was obviously more Oklahoma State than Cornell for obvious reasons. No, but no, it wasn't I didn't mean that. Overwhelming, no. It wasn't an overwhelming I, amount. What I was trying to get at is was the crowd was the was the crowd a good crowd? Was there a thousand people there because Oklahoma State fans came down? No. Like no. if you had if you had a kid from Texas, Pennsylvania and a kid wrestling. from yeah. Washington. It was okay, Texas wrestling point. people. Um, okay. So let's talk about the matches. Match number one, um, Dake Daringer. Dake comes out, and, and I think he, he implemented a game plan I don't think we'd seen him use ever. You know, definitely not against Alex Daringer. I thought it was um, a b- brilliant chess move that that he made. And as soon as the whistle blows, he's backing up, gets to the zone, he's evading, he's level change faking, and... The, here's here's what I think threw Ringer off the most, or one of the things. I think it all probably played together. But he he would get, engage. Ringer would engage. He was snapping off, pulling two on one. He would not stay in the ties for an extended period of time, especially in the early goings of that match. And D- Daringer's offense is um, amazing, but it is predicated on a couple holds, right? He posts to the, the left side shot or inside control to his single leg. And those are his takedowns other than um, his defense. So he's got really good go-behinds and stuff, but Dake's not going to be in that position much. So if he's going to score, it's going to be from those positions. And Dake just – there were so few times where he was in his, like, goal positions um, that I, I think there was such little opportunity for, for him to score. And I, I think, you know, a lot of people – well, Willie – not a lot of people. Maybe just Willie is like, why? I don't understand why he didn't shoot, attack more. I think the opportunities weren't there because Dake doesn't give you those opportunities. I don't think it was some weird hesitation on Daringer's part. I think it was just like uh, great game plan. Um. Well, okay. Let's start <clears throat> when you say <clears throat> the whistle blew. It was really, was it not fascinating that the whistle blew and then Dake, like, did what he did? Three seconds into the match, three seconds into the match, you're like, okay, Dake Dake has a game plan here. Dake has a very specific game plan. I was, like, fascinated, okay, to see how this played out. When I say, well, to to the point where you say that I said, Derringer didn't go take it. I mean, Derringer, when, when Dake's playing the edge, and I mean, Derringer, he didn't take a lot of risk is what I mean. You know, I'm not saying that he didn't take attacks that weren't there. I'm saying he didn't force a lot. You had, Dake was in the zone a long time, and I know that Dake is dangerous there, but at no time did Derringer really force the issue. 
Well, the one time he did, he got stepped out because it was playing right. He played right into what Kyle wanted. Kyle wanted. Yeah. Kyle he, and, he, and Darren Smart. He knows he wants the action there because it's the advantage. If you're coming straight on, the advantage is to the defensive guy. If you're like Kyle Dake, you can circle and just get an easy step out. And the one time he attacked <clears> on the edge, that's what happened. Well, you said it on the stream too, Christian. Jordan Oliver employed that strategy, that yeah. Matador strategy. And so, you know, they were in the same room at Cornell. I mean, it's something maybe they're developing. Like, look, with certain guys, we can we can wrestle the edge and counter. I thought it was right? genius. Yeah, I thought it was genius. And you you look at – I watched. I went back and watched the other matches before the match, and then I watched them since, since the match. And – if you watch just their U.S. Open final from 2018, they wrestle in the center of the mat almost the entire time. They are connected almost the entire time. That was a 5-5 uh, win for Dake. Controversially, very close. Obviously, it went down to criteria. Um, and, and Dake probably said, "I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna play that game again. I'm gonna throw him something completely different." And the underhook w was, um, it wasn't something where he spent a ton of time there, but the times he used it, it was, it was. It was jarring because as great upper body as Kyle Dake is, he has never done that against Alex Darren. He doesn't do it very often where he comes with that heavy underhook to the right side. Yeah, I think Derringer that threw looked, him off too. Derringer looked very uncomfortable with that underhook. No or rhythm. Dake very effective with it. And you're right, it only occurred in uh, certain sequences. It's just, it's fascinating to me when you have two high-level guys and we talk, you know, he's maybe the two best guys in the world. But it's fascinating when you get to two high-level guys and it's, it's almost totally strategic. The match was almost totally strategic. Yeah. You know? it, wasn't just two, it wasn't just two guys going out there and wrestling. Well, I, th I think part of that comes from the nature of the way that we now choose our team, right, where it's um, a one-off, especially given that this was so far removed from the actual one-off, right? I mean, Final X is only a couple weeks after World Team Trials. This was several months. Um, but to to a couple of the points you guys made, I don't know if you watched the interview afterwards, but I asked Dake about, you know, did you execute the game plan? Did you, and then I asked him specifically about his underhook. And the word he used, immediately I was like, oh, yeah, duh. He said, yeah, I underhooked his power hand, which is what CP was saying, where Deeringer only has a few specific holds or a few specific setups, and so when you take those away, he loses a lot of what uh, makes him good. And then uh, another thing, and, and this was something, you know, uh, Reese Humphrey had like a real uh, good, interesting take about the match, right? I, I, I think very highly of Reese's breakdowns of things, and I asked him, how much of it do you think was mental, right, where uh, – Ringer knows that if you bull rush into Dake, who is maybe the best defensive wrestler ever, at least within America, or at least way up there, um, you know, how much that is mental where it's like, well, I can only do so much versus obviously the, the physical adjustments within the match. And, and I thought that was, that was a real interesting um, debate about how much it was mental and how much it was just obviously what Ringer sees in the moment. Yeah, to, to me, it's like Ringer is able to impose his will on just about everyone. Right, he's able to get to his ties. He's able to implement his offense, and Dake is just another level defensively. And I think part of it is Dake's just at another level defensively. And the other part is, um, uh, what is the other part? 
Uh, dude, this audio is throwing me off, and it really, really messed with my. Train I know of thought. the same thing for you, buddy. Um, so yeah, I, I was just, I was like a little taken aback that it went that way. Oh yeah, the other part is, I think Darian was like prepared for a match to go a certain way, and like yeah, when it does, when it doesn't go the way that you practice for since May, sure, it's like. Whoa, this is not what I was anticipating because Dake had his hand on the mat so much of the time they wrestled last time, um, and, and they were tied up in the middle, and I think he thought this could be like the U.S. Open. And Dake threw him a curveball, and I don't think he had – I mean, I don't think it had entered his mind that the match would go that way, that that would be the game plan. That's what, uh, that's what I was going to say is that the whistle blows, and Derringer had to be like – uh okay where's it going what yeah and so i i wasn't a hundred i wasn't too surprised um that the first match sort of played out that way given the fact that there wasn't always prepared for that or not, not that he wasn't prepared for it that he didn't expect it but then the match two sort of went the same way i mean it wasn't a, you know there wasn't a whole lot of adjustments made in match two yeah it was well. I thought. I thought after match one, the way it kind of ended, I was. I really thought that Dake was going to come out a little more offensive. And and once he he put himself in that two zero lead in the first minute, and changed everything. When, when he's got a um chase, when Darren yeah. had to chase and come from behind. I mean, Dake is so good at protecting a lead. I felt like that was it. And um oh, I gotta say one other thing. I was really. I, I'm curious for y'all's thoughts. The caution in one against Dake at the, in the last like ten seconds of the match of match one, I thought was in kind of insane for for, for fleeing the hold. He was basically in the center. If you go back, he's basically in the dead center of the mat, hand fighting with Daringer. Now is he taking attacks? No, but like, man. was it for fleeing or was it for um, was it a second attention for fingers or? Head. No, I thought it was a flea. I don't he, know. I could go back he and went watch like it. this. I mean, I, I, well, I know he. Well, I mean, that's yeah, yeah, caution yeah. one, but I, I don't think he didn't indicate that it was for fingers. <clears throat> I thought I was that sort was of crazy, okay. and I think I think that was I. That reminded me of like a folk style stall call when the guy's up by two, the obligatory one. But but yes, I, I don't. Man, to me, that's not. Can you imagine? If that was an American against a foreigner and we were up by one and that came up and the guy's hand fighting in the center. It's easy for us to like look over, okay, Dake won, this is fine. But if you go back and you look at how that was called and the broader implication, if that is how it's going to be called, it, it's kind of crazy. And I, believe me, I'm not going to stand in front of you or sit here and say Dake was ultra offensive and, and, and should not have ever been questioned that he was being passive. I, I He was... He's passively implemented a game plan to, to win by one. But that I, – I saw that and I was like, really? Well, that's another what thing was that was uh, – you know, T.R. Foley brought that up who frequently brings up that, you know, things in America aren't always officially the way they are overseas. But he's like, if that's overseas, you know, he thinks Dake gets put on the clock again or more often or gets hit for caution in one in that way. Well, that's that's why I could have seen a, a, a put on the clock again or sure. with that game plan implement. I just didn't. That's why I was kind of okay with it. That's why I was I, <clears throat> I was kind of okay with it because you can't put somebody. First of all, the scoring sequences were such that, um, you know, nobody really took control of that first match. And so 
The, 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 no, there were two offensive points scored, and they were all from Kyle Dake. Derringer had one shot clock point, mm-hmm. and, and Kyle had two step outs. What was the score at the time? 4-3? Four, 4-2? Four, four, it was 3-1. Yeah, it was 3-1. 3-1. Dake had two step outs and a shot clock. Ringer had a shot clock. Uh, to me, I, I saw one guy scoring offensive points. Yeah. There, there was like three exchanges, go back and, go and, back and Dake won two of them, basically. He, yeah. Uh, go back yeah. and watch and, f- and find the, the the mountain of offense from from Alex Daringer that would merit. Uh, no, I know a caution, <clears throat> a caution in one. No, I know, uh, but if you can, dev- I, I don't know. I was all right with it. If you can, t- you can't put somebody on the clock late no that late, right? Hey, you, listen, no, you, Right, you can't. You cannot put them on the clock if there's more less than thirty seconds left. But at this, he this was not. He's standing in the middle of the mat, hand fighting Willie. He's hand. They are right. interlocked. He's not even going backwards. He's there, tied up with him. That's not fleeing. That's not cautioning one. That's not a. Oh, you're not shooting. He didn't shoot either. So for for so what is the difference? The, the only difference is one guy needed points and the other guy didn't. So basically, you're saying the situation, the score is dictating who, where a passivity point goes. Well, no, I'm saying I, I'll go back and watch. I didn't realize. I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe Dick was staying in there. I, my recollection was that it was kind of engaging and then not engaging. But I'll go back and watch it. I also just think this is kind of indicative of the match this is, where while I, you know, I pretty well feel like as Christian was saying, you know, there's only a few exchanges and, and Dick won all of them. Um, but th- this is kind of indicative of the way matches can go overseas, where if there's only, you know, three points on the board, two points on the board, refs might get involved. Yeah. You know? Um, and I don't know. I, like, I thought I thought we That's had a pretty why, uh, good crew there. Um, but it, they, they, the guys kind of were forcing their hands a little bit. Sure. Um, I don't know that I like during or going go no. the clock in the second, but – um, it, it just point point being is sometimes those things can happen overseas. Here's here's where well, I'll disagree. Right or wrong. Here's where I'll disagree. I, no one's forcing the officials' hands. There, there's no rule that says a point has to be scored every 45 seconds. That's not a rule. No, I know. There are some. Yeah, they can't have a scoreless period. Whatever. There's no there's no hand being forced. The hand that's being forced is Alex Daringer's hand. He has to score points. <laughs> That it's a wrestling contest. You have to score points. And there no, but there are some rules designed to punish egregious evasion from wrestling. Egregious. This is not egregious. This is a guy that didn't need to score not trying to score, but not evading, he was staying engaged. So I don't like I don't even like say, saying they forced their hand. They only force their hands when they have to pick when no points are going up and they have to choose someone. That's when their hands are forced. There were some people okay, I'm transitioning here off of that caution at one, but there were some people like during the break complaining about the shot clock and I complain about shot clock too in the sense that like sometimes they try to game it and like the the guy that's really passive they go the other way that they reward the or they they put the first passive on the aggressor for some weird reason so I, I complain about the shot clock too but during the break um I mean between match one and two there were some people saying why I don't get the shot clock and why they do the shot clock and I thought this person was the more aggressive and I'll say this I mean 
you can complain about the order of things, but in a six-minute match, if 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 you're not scoring, I mean, if the if the match is kind of come down to you know a one two zero two one, I mean, score, right? I mean, are you talking about the <clears throat> it admittedly dangerous, but the refs trying to look into the future and being like, okay, this is going to be a two-point match. See, the person who is more aggressive should yeah. actually go on the clock in the first period so that the other person goes on the clock they, in the second I, period, which I, I know is dangerous. Like, that but, point has been made to me many times that that's something they do. I don't think they do that. I, I mean, find me an example where the – Oh, the I can find you. Goes, find them. I, I watch a ton. Uh, uh, I, I don't think that was the case. Um, I, I just don't think that's the case very often. I know I've heard that that's a thing that they do. I think it's incredibly rare, and I think that – the shot clock. I mean, it, it occurred the whole, well, it, it becomes abundantly clear at cadet level where there's two-minute periods. Yeah. Well, um, they're, just, they're literally that's, just. That's a little different. Yeah. Two-minute periods. I, I would not use that as an example. I'm talking about the highest levels. I just don't, I just don't see it that way. Well, the larger point is in a six-minute match, I mean, somebody goes on a shot clock. It, it, it's very, it's not going to come into play. Right, and if it does, it's your fault you didn't score. Yeah, I mean, listen. Bottom line: should both guys have been on the shot clock at uh, in that in match one? Yes, yes is the answer. Absolutely, yeah. Dake should have been on the shot clock. Absolutely, Danger should have been on the shot I mean, clock. And they were, and they both were. And beyond that, it's 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 on the wrestlers to do wrestling moves and not hope for not hope for a hail mary bailout from the refs. In the in the first match, in the first period, on the first shot clock, Dakes didn't Dake score a push out like just after the shot clock? Yeah, wasn't so it one one after the push out? Dake, who was clearly the more defensive wrestler, who was not engaging, got put on the clock first in match one, and he scored right after he gave up a shot clock point. Yep. Right. So in this match, it was it went the track it should have. He should have been put on the, yeah. the clock first because he was being passive. Which ultimately gave him, at the time, the lead on criteria because... He scored right after. Scored right after. Yep. So. So, okay, so that was match one. Um, then match two, he comes out, he gets the... He shoots in the first three seconds, gets a step out. They wrestle a little bit more, gets another... Um, I forget how he scored his second one. I don't know if it was off underhooks or whatever then they have the key exchange where in the second period um Dake gets to the underhook almost like a seatbelt in a body lock position lifts Darren up and it was really kind of tough to tell whose foot stepped out first or how it worked but ultimately it was ringer's foot that goes out so a huge exchange ends up just being one point for Dake and that was ultimately the difference in the match yeah I mean I think I think at that point everybody wanted to get excited about something and like yeah uh, you know people that were completely impartial um, not that they were rooting for one guy or the other they just probably at that point were rooting for excitement yep um, probably were like ah oh, that's yeah four for Derringer now we have a match but Rigger's foot clearly hit out and way out I mean they like body. They like had him completely lifted off the ground. Yeah. Right. Well, and then there was the <clears throat> the gut wrench, which they quickly threw away. But in the moment, I'm like, well, this could be 
a gigantic swing that would seal it. Yeah, well, or it could have been, I mean, if they called the gut, I mean, that would have meant that Dake went feet to, that Daringer went feet to back on him for four. Oh, yeah, yeah, good point. Which so, is, I feel like, yeah, right, which now I'm thinking about, that was the nature of the challenge. Right. <clears throat> because Espo kept going like this. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, ultimately, Dake, your winner in two straight, and, you know, it's, but we knew this was for probably, probably the world title, and we're feeling feeling pretty good about Kyle. I mean, my question is, I have a couple. One, do we think that is world champion Kyle Dake? Dake is back. Dake is no, there's no effects of the injury anymore. You think that? I think that too. I felt like this dude is is optimized. He looked great, and um, also mentally. And I know that it was a small sample size, right? But just like talking to him afterwards. I don't, I don't know maybe if it was the extended time off, right, where, you know, there's less wear and tear in your body and, and all these things and, you know, having a kid maybe and being the defending champ. I don't know, but, like, Kyle Dick is an extremely confident person, yeah. and this was even a different level than I've ever seen. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I don't think – I mean, Dake's there, right? Dake's, Dake's fine. Everything's fine. And I don't think that's the, you know, the game plan that we'll see every match. I think it's Dake will be Dake in most matches. But he had a game plan for a ringer, as he should, with six months to prepare for one, or not six months, but four months to prepare for one guy. And, uh, but physically, I think he's there. And I thought, you know, I, I, I don't think I watched the matches in Spain. So I, I hadn't really seen Kyle for a while. But um, I thought, you know, he comes out on the mat. It's the first time I see him in a while. I thought he looked small compared to Ringer. And, and small compared to what he looked like in the past. Um, so I was like, oh, this should, this could be interesting because Ringer's a horse, right? And Dake often employed that uh, in the past. Dake often employed really settling in the center and pushing to the edge, right? Because he's a powerful guy. And uh, I was like, maybe maybe that's going to come into play. Dake looks small. When Dake had to go, that dude was strong, right? That dude was powerful. Yeah. I mean, to, to, to one, not get pushed around by J Derringer, and number two, to show the horsepower he did at times, he's, he's, he's good. He's fine. He's strong. Yeah. I, I think he's completely fine and He's gonna win worlds, and then for Ringer, I I wonder. See, so Dake like had this like perfect arc, and and there's no way he was ever gonna wrestle at Final X, and I think he knew it all along. So in in my mind, he has been shooting for a certain date and on a certain trajectory all along. Whereas Daringer had been all, kind of all over the place with his right, and yeah. I'm wondering if was Daringer on too much was he like try did he maintain a high level of high intensity training for a couple months extra and did that maybe negatively because was that the best version of alex daringer i don't know it's it's tough to look good against kyle dake right and and he didn't there now a year ago he he did but i i don't know if that means you know he just was like a little fatigued just from training and training and training and not actually getting to compete because it's easy to say man that what he did to Zahid in late May versus 
how he looked here, it's easy to compare those two and be, uh, say, no, he was off. But then the variable is also Kyle Digg. Yeah, I think, um, like, with that, it, it's kind of like um, in football when you go for it on fourth down. If you get it, it's a smart decision. If you don't get it, it's a dumb decision, right? Because we also talked about um, Dake's time off. And, you know, when when an athlete takes a lot of time off and another athlete is continuing to go, continuing to go, right, you kind of favor the one that's been going. So I feel like if Deeringer had won, we would have we been saying the opposite. Did Dake have too much time off? You know, was Ringer just on a consistent thing? Yeah, good point. I don't. Uh, I, which I'm not like fully discounting your point. I just I don't think that was the case for Deeringer. I think that may that yeah, may happen to some guys, but I don't know if that was the case for Alex, because I, I think, think I, I think this year was ultimately good for him. And all the things he I did. I think more than anything, it was game plan. Yeah. It was script. Yeah. You know. I think you're right. I think you're right. But it is a good question because I I do think some guys are not built. Yeah, to compete it's a like great that que- year round. It's a great question to ask. I mean, we see, you see it in baseball and football all the time. Like a team that's, you know, they won their last, they won their last six games. They're on a roll, but they get a buy in the first round of the playoffs. And is it good to get a buy or is it good to keep that rhythm? Right. Biorhythms. Okay. Biorhythms, basically. Yanni Zane. We talked about it on Friday on the emergency FRL. It's happening. Um, but we got to break some people's hearts, Willie. They I, they will not do this at who's number one. Well, I dude, a lot of people were like, I don't think a, a lot, lot of people. Some people. There were some people you, saying. It, under or did you see more than five people say have this at who's number one? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Okay, why can't Listen, well, all right, well explain to me why this match can't I, happen well, I got who's ex- number 1. I got the exclusive. Okay, give me the give me the reason. Well, I talked to N- Nanad Lalovic and uh he said that worlds are going to happen before who's number 1. Okay, so so they're wrestling <laughs> off for the spot at worlds. See, that's a lot of negativity. I'm looking for answers here. I'm looking for yeah, for a solution. No, okay, so not at who's number one. Total rumor mill. Total rumor mill. Don't know anything, but sounds like September 2nd. Total rumor mill. And also sounds like New York City? No, it has to be done. Rumor mill. It has to be done by what date, Christian? Like, it has to be done. Has to be done. They leave the 5th. Right. But they are worried about the sending in itineraries and stuff. So rosters are due to UWW on the 4th, but it's the 4th Swiss time, so it's moved up six hours, plus flights, plus things like that, so they want a little bit more buffer. So, the 2nd. It's a lot of buffers. Yeah, that's a lot of buffers. And the NYAC is halfway in between roughly both parts. You know, I was thinking about that, and, uh, you know, we as media and fans like, we like, knowing who's wrestling at tournaments ahead of time instead of finding out when the brackets come out. And I love that UWW um, has has taken initiative to to help facilitate that. But like, okay, in the case of in the case of Jordan in 13 when 
he has a broken ankle and Dake goes on the trip with him. Like if Jordan wouldn't have been able to go, could Dake enter? My point yeah, is, you can, yeah, if you, you can to, list backups. Oh, Azerbaijan frequently it, lists a whole their whole team three deep. Right. So, so the point, I, I, and I keep hearing about you know that you have to send in rosters by the fourth. What they can put Z Yanni and Zane on that piece of paper. Yeah, and they probably should because what I mean, one of them could get, very well get hurt, and Dake Zane is very potentially not healthy. It's also, yeah, I think USA tries to follow the spirit of the rule. And be like, no, this is our real team. This is our starter, yeah. Yeah. Spiritually, this is our starter. Okay, so spirit. that's interesting. We'll see. Hey, hey, I got a question. Round Rock, Texas just <laughs> threw about 1,300 in there. <laughs> what you got, New York? New York City, wrestling hotbed, state of New York, near New Jersey. All right, we'll see. Can, can I, we'll see who rolls up. Can I address a couple things? <clears throat> all right, first of all. I put out a tweet afterwards that said we just put a thousand people, which apparently I undershot it by three hundred thirty-four. Guys, I didn't mean we flow wrestling. I meant we the sport. You of meant wrestling. we as an FRL. You shouldn't yeah. even have to say that. Yeah. So no, but I'm gonna explain it. I'm gonna explain. You know what, Tony so Ramos? You know, we have to explain it to Tony Ramos. It's so ridiculous. You're ex you're taking the time to explain this right now. Kyle's pissed. Well, it it's apparently stupid. people don't understand that. Two athletes in a gym in the OTC can't do this. There needs to be marketing behind it. That's why we spent a week and a half writing 15 articles and videos and doing all those things. And Texas USA Wrestling, putting the, putting the tickets out early and marketing behind it. USA Wrestling, putting their efforts behind it. The schools putting their efforts behind it. This is a collective effort. And then you take the two best guys in the world and you put them in a place where people can actually watch and then people will go. It's a yeah. collective effort. We, the sport of wrestling, we in totality. Now, if it had been to to be fair, if Willie sent that tweet, it, it could have said me. Or <laughs> if it said we, you'd be like, all right, well maybe. But Nomad is is very much a uh, very collective. Yeah, yeah. And number two, There's two. for all wow. of the people who are like, oh, put this in Iowa, you get three thousand. Put it in PA, you get ten thousand. Show the freak up. Yeah, Lee. show up to yeah, Final Lee. X. Shots fired at Lehigh Valley. Show up to who's number? Some guy said, some guys like you put that in Carver, you get three thousand. I'm like, cool. I expect to see who's number one. He's like, I haven't been to Iowa City in like ten years. You're writing checks other people can't cash, dude. <laughs> Someone did the same thing to me because I nominated Round Rock to be the official uh, designated host spot of USC Wrestling Wrestle Offs, and yeah. someone's like, you put in PA, you get three times that. I'm oh. like, really? Because we sold more tickets and got more people there than Final X Lehigh. Yeah. And, and who's number and one. And who's number one. So and so it was only, and Final X and, State yeah, College no, was Final only X like a thousand more. Yeah. Than, Final X Penn State uh, didn't do anything. Yeah. So, yeah. and David Taylor was wrestling in his home gym. Yeah. And, don't Kyle, give Dake. A, and Kyle Dake wrestled. So don't give us it. that crap. So y'all want to walk yeah, the walk? Y'all want to talk the talk? Too. Walk the walk. I mean, Thomas Gilman wrestled at Thomas Gilman wrestled in Lincoln, which is not far from Iowa. It's his hometown. <laughs> That's the worst <laughs> narrative ever. <laughs> Did you have to come back to Lincoln? Okay. All right. So yeah, shots fired at at the wrestling, uh, wrestling fans. No, not shots fired. Either. No, not shots fired to to the wrestling fans that showed up. The real fans. Wow. Shots fired to all the people that are writing checks and for if other you people. If you're one of the thirteen hundred, you're not a real wrestling fan. No. 
nomads taking shots at the fake ones that just want to say, put it in the Northeast and it'll get this many people and then never go to a wrestling event. And they all don't you, even go. You know who doesn't say that? Mark Fitzgerald. That guy actually shows up to the MIAC. He actually shows up to Final X. Mark he Fitz, goes. I don't know who that is. I'm just, it's, it's, it's a, it's a wrestling fan. It's, it, <laughs> take it, take it, 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 look, it's a guy that we know from Flow. Anyway, just take that as a, an actual fan that goes to events and doesn't just say, well, you show up here, you get this many people. You well, then, me. you the better word? come, yeah. dude. They, they lie. I mean, they, they lie. They, they act like there's no history. They act like there's no precedent. The greatest one is when, like, we had, when there's Final X, and, uh, you know, we announced Final X, and we announced the weights. We announced, the, okay, these weights are going to be at Lincoln, and these weights are going to be at Rutgers. And people on Twitter and people on message boards are like, well, if they were all together, I would go. But if they're separate, uh, you know, I, there's, only like, there's only like four matches. That's what, that's what we did forever. They were together from together the history forever. of they, they, they were together from the beginning of time until about th three two years ago and you didn't go from so 20, stop lying from 23 bc till 2017 you guys collectively did not show up to anything that wasn't the olympic trials yeah the, but now the they're separate and you're years. saying you would show up yeah you draw up the, the last three years there has been actual attendance at world team trials and final x so Shut up, because you're wrong. John W. Smith. John W. Smith. That's right. Great quote. Okay. <clears throat> so more Yanni Zane news. <sighs> it was – so uh, Rich Bender would like to see rule clarification on the five-second challenge rule thing. Uh, I I think that was has been evident for a very long time that this – the way this rule is written the, – the idea that the way that the rule is written and – how it is called are different, and it's just like an accepted thing amongst officials and coaches. That is insane. The fact that it's yeah. like, well, of course we wrote it this way, but obviously we mean this way. Just write the rule. <laughs> Whatever. Y'all just get in a room. Y'all figure it out. Y'all talk it out and, and come to a consensus on what it should say. And then you just write those words. You just write them down. You can mm -hmm. print them. You can put them in PDF form on the internet. And then when things happen... <laughs> We can say, you know what? You have a disagreement. Why don't we see what the rule says? And if you didn't do the thing that the rule says, you may have a point. But instead, we like to operate in multiple gray stratas where, okay, we like this rule this way, five seconds, but five seconds are really five seconds, eight or nine seconds, and I say 30 seconds is fine. But in 2015, you said 30 seconds would not be fine. That would be unreasonable. So here we are. Rich Bender's right. They need to change this rule. They need to change it for a long time. In 2015, I asked this exact same question, and they won't change it, and I don't know why. So please do. Interesting. They had the head official from United World Wrestling, Silvestri, in, which that's a whole other thing, whole other situation with him. But he is the guy in charge, right? He is their head official. So USA had him, I think it was USA side, had him, yes, they did, as like – kind of a witness or whatever. Like expert witness. Ex expert witness, yeah. they called him. And he took the side that they should not have allowed the challenge. So they <laughs> called in this guy to like help him out. And he's like, no, you should not allow a challenge. That's ridiculous. You would never <laughs> allow a challenge that long. To the point that Yanni's side did not cross-examine him. They're like, we're good. And just <laughs> let him go. 
Christian, I'm I'm committed of uh, Grand Theft Auto. Bracky asks you, uh, did uh, Mr. Nomad steal the car? Yes, he did. Okay, Your Honor, no more questions. That's it. We're good here. So that <laughs> what that apparently really helped having the head uh, UWW official say that. Uh, and so it, I don't know. That was a little nugget. I thought you guys might find interesting. That's wild. The Cornell side wants this match to happen like as soon as humanly possible. I don't think it's <laughs> they cool. said the twenty fourth. They're like seventeenth. Let's do it tomorrow. <laughs> All right, twenty fourth. <laughs> fine. Saturday. It's fine. Um, but yeah, they're they're not going to do that. It's going to be later, and uh, we're we're excited for it. I don't know if there's anything else to discuss on the Yanni Zane front other than we're fired up about it. As soon as we know, you will you know. You guys will but, know. But we, we kinda, are not going to sit on this. We kind of kind of told you. We gave you a heads up. There should be no major surprises versus date. It's going to be on the East Coast where they live. And we know the East Coast shows up to every wrestling match that was ever held because <laughs> no one loves wrestling like the East Coast. Yeah, you know, sometimes you don't show up. Uh, so, yeah, excited about that. Mark Hall news? Question mark? I don't. I think this could be fake news, Willie. I don't know. I think it's just, it might be fake. I think news. you're just. On, I think you're just. You're just on BWI and bored. No, no, that's not true. Okay, so on the Penn State wrestling boards, they said um, Mark Hall's not listed in the student directory, and so I went into the student directory and I looked him up and. I typed in Hall Mark, and nobody came up. And then I typed in Kassar Anthony, and he came up. And I typed in Vincenzo Joseph, and he came up. And Did you try Soriano? Soriano did not come up. Right. Um, so it appeared that Mark Hall was not listed in the student directory. Now, after that point, so the, the obvious implications are – Oh, is Mark Hall not enrolled in school? And if he's not enrolled in school, that means uh, it's a pretty strong indication he's taking an Olympic. Um, but then afterward, on the same message boards, they looked it up another way, and they said that Mark Hall is listed in whatever directory. Uh, there was a different directory. And they said he is listed. So I don't know. But obviously, Mark Hall is a huge star, three-time NCAA finalist, and – we're all interested to see if he is or is not competing this year. And so that was a little – that was interesting, right? I mean, I'm of the opinion that whether anything is settled now or definitive or if he is in this registry or not in this registry, I'm of the opinion that Mark is taking an Olympic shirt. That uh, seems to be what know. most people think. Yeah. Is he coming down? I've been on to. that train forever. I, yeah, I don't know. Yes, He's gonna right. come down. Why? Do you, yeah. Yes. He said he was never gonna do it again, but. And then I, he's like, I wonder oh. if he expected to grow more than he did. His well, dad is taller than him, so maybe I don't know. Grow spurt, late spurt. Uh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Uh. Yeah, we'll see about that. Next topic. He is next topic. So he is eligible for an Olympic red shirt. He is not. Also, he's eligible for regular regular red, red shirt. shirt. 
um, which I don't know why you would do regular redshirt if you have an Olympic redshirt, uh, but he is not qualified for Olympic trials. And here's the thing that I think we're going to see a lot of before we move on from this. The Bill Farrell is Wait. November 15th to 16th. Mm-hmm. The, the Olympic red, all red shirts, both Olympic and um, regular, and Olympics a little different, but it's early enough in the year that you could, uh, that we could see guys like go to the Farrell and kind of test the waters and then come back. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's a little harder uh, given the, the school stuff, but I'm willing to bet they can work around that. Uh, so we could see guys like maybe take first semester off, do do the Farrell and do the December Open, and then kind of decide if they're going to actually Olympic redshirt. So the Olympic redshirt thing is going to be fluid throughout the year. I mean, Kyle Snyder's was fluid, right? We saw him come out of it. So just wanted to make that point. He's not qualified for the trials. Uh, there's like mm, 15 people qualified for trials. Well, he has. I mean, when's the last time he uh, he wrestled? What do you have to place at trials to? Um, to qualify, because he was at World Team Trials, right? You have to qualify as the one. So you have to have won the World Team Trials? Yes. To qualify. So, yeah, it's not like uh, World Team Trials where... Oh, I think we have a special guest. Ooh. Nice. Should we bring one right away? Surprise. Yeah, let's go. Hey. Come on. Right this away. Pull up a chair. Hold on, guys. We got a good one. We've got a... Not a big deal. Just, uh... NC2A champion, Jason Sertzis. Welcome on here. Center yourself up. You're still off camera. Keep coming. I'll scoot. Get over here, buddy. Get in nice Let's and bring tight. it in for the real thing. So we got Jason. Jason's in for, uh, for wait, when did you get in? Last night? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Pull him in here, Christian. He's in. Oh, yeah. He's not quite in. I've been to Austin. It's pretty nice. Yeah. Well, we're glad, uh, glad you could come. So have you done anything yet, or is this, is this your first stop this of is, the day? This is the first stop. Wow. So okay. It's jumping only, right in. It's only going to get better from here, so don't <laughs> yeah. worry. Okay, so... Jason, you've had a um, man an awesome career. Now you're starting your D1 coaching career in Indiana. How's that been so far? Just starting. I uh, I actually just moved to Bloomington yesterday. Oh wow! Two days ago. So so uh, very very just, new. Yeah, and it's uh, infancy for sure. So what was uh, what was the the decision to get back into into college wrestling? You know, being away from it for a year, being in the youth scene, the high school scene, it just kind of made me realize that I wanted to be at the highest level again. So getting back in the, into the college scene, I think it's where where I feel the most comfortable with developing guys and stuff like that. So yeah, I'd say that's probably the biggest reason. Coach, uh, Coach Escobedo, Coach Dixon, um, what what about those guys made you want to work work with them? I mean, Angel's like a, he's an older brother to me. Yeah. Him and Alex, my older brother, they grew up together, went to high school together, stuff like that. So um being able to be with someone like that, having him as my my boss, essentially, it's it's nice. Just because I I know how to work with him, I know kind of just who he is as a person. He's a great great guy. So Angel's someone who it was easy for me to choose just because of that. And then Dixon with his expertise and stuff like that, he's been in the game for a long time. Yeah. So yeah, Coach Dixon, probably one of the more him. more underrated coaches in in America. Kind of for stays sure. stays under the radar, but. Uh, an awesome coach. If you talk to talk to anybody else in the know, I, I wanted to to now that you're you're with um, you know Co- Coach Escobedo. You mentioned that he's an older brother to you, and obviously you're you're from that area. Um, there's a lot of talent in Indiana, and I don't yeah. know if people always realize it. Um, but do you do you? I mean, how important is it? Do you think for 
uh, Indiana to have in-state guys there, and obviously, you know, the coaches and alum too, to get those kids and keep them in state because you can have a pretty good team if you keep some of those talent. Huh? For sure, I mean, it's huge. I mean, thinking back all the way to the late '90s, early 2000s, Leroy Vega, my brother Angel, Andrew Howe, Reese, right? Angel's yeah, the only one. Yep, Stevan, yeah. for sure. So, I mean, you look at that, you get those types of guys staying in-state, it's going to change the culture of, of the state for sure. I mean, hopefully they're going to Bloomington and not West Lafayette. But, <laughs> uh, we'll see. But um, definitely keeping them in-state's going to be big. So you you had a, um, a really strong freestyle resume. Um, what was the decision like or, or what made you decide, you know, I'm not going to pursue um, freestyle goals? Um, I'd say probably that just that long, tumultuous college career, it yeah. kind of wore on me a little bit. So six years being in that college game, it I just needed to take a step back from it probably yeah. a little bit. So I, I've been itching to compete a little bit. Oh, yeah? I'm not going to come out here right now and say, <laughs> no, just oh, that'd, be great. that'd be great. But, like, um, certs is 2020. <laughs> no, not quite there yet. But um, I could definitely see myself in the future getting back in shape and Trying to get, step back out on the mat for sure. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, cool. So, um, never been to Austin before. Um, do you know what's awesome on your setup here? Oh, thank nice. you. Yeah. yeah, it's nice. Sometimes uh, even the headphones work. It's, it's an amazing <laughs> situation. Um, what What is on your agenda for today? Do you even know? Uh, I know me and Bader are doing technique, and then uh, from there, I think we're like going on a hike or something, doing an interview or something like that. Nice. You can show your sit out or not. If he wants me to. You're, you're unrideable. It's amazing. <laughs> I will say that. I'm, I'm pretty confident. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> I'm very excited for you to, to tell your story. I think it's it's very important, and I think uh, a lot of people are going to, I don't know if enjoy it is the right word, given, but yeah. but but a lot of people will hopefully learn from it, I guess, and, and take things from it, and you know, especially now that you're a coach, they can you know impart that onto, onto uh, their wrestlers as well. So uh, I, I really hope that people stay tuned for once all of this comes out with uh, with Alex's, I think he's going to have um, or Jason, excuse me, let's talk to my brother there. Um, because I think uh, I think it's 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 a really tremendous story that I don't know if everybody knows all the way through. Yeah. Well, we're we're pumped you're in town, man. Um, Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for coming on and uh, have fun with Bader. Definitely. I'm sure he'll take you to some cool cool food spots. He's probably he's a premier Austin expert. He's been mm -hmm. here probably as long as anyone. That's what it sounds like. So. Yeah. So I'm sure we'll be seeing you around, Jason. Awesome. Thanks for stopping yeah, by. For Good sure. seeing you as always. Yep. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Jason Sertzis, ladies and gentlemen. Love those little surprises, right? You never know when they're coming, but sure nice. see Yep, see you, Jason. All right, let me get the mic down. Okay. So. What a guy. What a I'm guy. Excited. Jason Jason Sertz. I'm, I'm extremely excited for this. Some of y'all know a little bit about Jason's story. Some of you don't. Um, Man, so some of the stuff that's happened to him, some of the tragedy he had to deal with, and, and the time it's it's uh, I think you're gonna get a, a new appreciation for for Jason and, and kind of what he's been through. I'll and, just leave it at that. And then also the pressure or whatever you want to yeah. call it of buying into you know look a lot of people criticize Jason for winning low scoring matches right and and winning close ones all the time and then he kind of bought into it and so. I'm really excited to get his takes on that and how yeah. he grew from that and how he plans on, you know, imparting that on his Indiana wrestlers. So um, there's just a lot of stuff with 
with uh, Jason's story that, that are going to be awesome. Now, what's going to be really interesting is, so we did the walk and talk with Pat Downey in Austin in like February. Mm, yeah. It's, it's kind of nice that that time of year. It's like, you know, probably 60 or 70. It has been over 100 <laughs> every day for like three weeks here. Yeah. So we're going to, uh, Jason and Bader might get down to 65 kilograms today. It could happen because <laughs> it is it is sweltering outside. Um, so that could be an added element. The cameras could overheat. We have no idea. Um, but I'll leave that to the professionals. I'll just watch it. Uh, well, I'm worried about done. Sean, right? No, they, Sean is an animal. There's I, no – no. He His but, physical limitations, there, there are none. Bader and Jason, right, they can, they can be drinking water, right, during. Sean's got to have two hands on the camera at all times. Sean is built for this, and that's all I'll say. They, oh, maybe he's going to have a camelback. He might have a camelback. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Who's number one? Woo. Carver Hawkeye Arena. We are excited about this. Uh, took a little bit to get it out there. Turns out it's a little paperworky. This situation. <laughs> they have to sign contracts. We had a whole bit that we were gonna do. We were gonna have. <laughs> if if the timing had been right, we would have like printed off some piece of paper and we would have made it. We would have pretended like Nomad was signing the contract to have who's number one at Iowa on the show. It would have been awesome. So maybe next year, wherever who's number one is, we'll uh, we'll do that. We'll have Nomad. I think one thing we should start doing is just have Nomad sign things that are happening so that it makes it seem like you're making them official. That could be a good gimmick. Uh, so hopefully the Hawkeye fans are excited. There's a lot of Hawkeye ties uh, related to the card with recruits and potential recruits that are that have uh, I on their list. So we're excited to to move who's number one. Also, there was a lot of tickets moved in the first few days. So, um, you know, if you want a good seat, because you, when you go on, I, I, I've got the the link um, in my put it in ra- put it in the radio today. Put it in the yeah, radio. yeah, I will. I'll, I'll put it. I'll put it in the. Um, you know what you didn't do last night, day? Nomad? What Uh-oh. didn't I do? You didn't put it in the Elam uh, plot article. Yeah, you know why? Because I wrote that. Like two weeks well, ago, you said you were gonna do and it, and then we said it. Yeah, I know. I said I was gonna do it. I didn't do it. All right, so why don't you address back and that did first? Why don't you address that first? I, no, I already it did. It. I did ago. it for him. Thank you, Kyle. Anyway, get your Own tickets. It. Own it. Get your Lobdell. tickets. You don't even have season tickets to Who's Number One, Nomad. Damn. That's what. That's, that's a great point. That's, that's what's cool. That's so, um, Willie, I don't know if you have anything to say about Who's Number One. We're we're really excited about it. I know that much. No, I mean. Um, I did a little video about it, explaining sort of a little bit of the process and talking about it a, a little bit. And uh, I just, I, you know, I'm thankful that we can give the kids uh, a good experience. Um, you know, I think hopefully there's a good crowd there, and to have the have the athletes and the parents in in one of the most uh, storied buildings in wrestling um i think that's what it's all about is is to uh show the kids a good time and and make high school wrestling uber important yeah oh well i have uh i was told to pitch this to you um if we don't have a national anthem singer uh patrick kennedy's uh sister said she wants to do it wow pat kennedy's mom told me that so just a thought. I don't. I wanted to just say it on here because I knew it was. I knew it was gonna. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't. I mean, it's a possibility. I haven't. You haven't, about you haven't locked national, down a national anthem singer. 
Hey, it's very important. I have not, not, but I'm I'm kind of concerned about Grandma Kennedy because she be. is supposedly a a spark plug. That's what I'm talking she's about. A, Let's get make, she's make a, sure she's front row. Get yes. get Granny front row. That should be always the rule. Penn State does it. <sighs> okay. Where are we going next? Want to go to questions? Did we hit? Questions. Hey, okay. Before we Let's before we go to questions, time. can you give can you give me three minutes? Thirty minutes. Three minutes. No problem. Okay. In the dock, you put one hundred and eighty seconds. Yes, it's three <laughs> uh, three minutes. Okay, so Junior Worlds wrapped up. Greco got three medals, right? Most most ever uh, by Junior uh, by Junior Greco team. I am trying to wrap my brain around why we do better at the junior level than on cadet and seniors, and I have determined that we need uh, more buy-in from coaches, which is extremely hard because Greco doesn't necessarily always translate to folk style. Um, but going to have a lot of conversations with uh, a lot of people, and hopefully we can figure out, you know, maybe how to how to keep this going because clearly we have talent. Right, these guys, these guys do really well on the junior level, and then we can't turn it into senior level medals. So um, I'm working on some stuff. I'm going to be talking to people. Right, had a long conversation with Zach Dominguez. I'm sure um, I'll end up speaking with Gary Mayab. But uh, the the only way that we're that those medals are going to turn into senior level medals is with college coach buy-in. So there has to be some strategy to uh, make those athletes also explain, excel in folk style. Explain college coach buy-in. So so what you're saying is. You're getting back to the old point where we need, and, and I'm not trying, This is you got to be sensitive here, I'm not trying to offend anybody, but you're saying- It's going to be tough. Our talent pool needs to be broader. Yeah. So very, very you're, simply, very simply, this is what I mean. And, and I totally understand if college coaches don't, because again, like the, the, it hasn't necessarily transitioned well. But um, the, the main two options- for Greco guys after high school right now is Northern Michigan and the uh, OPTC. That can't that can't be the only thing. Imagine if in freestyle we're like, hey, you Iowa and Oklahoma that. State, you are First the only all, two schools. Hold on, Willie. You are the only two schools responsible for beating Russia and Iran and Japan and Georgia and Cuba. Not feasible, right? So you need you need more options. So whatever the number is, whether it's six, whether it's eight, whether it's ten, um, there needs to be more options for. The guys going forward. Otherwise, we're we're gonna cap out. So, that was all. All right, that only took 100, not even 120 seconds. So, good time. I could debate that. I could debate those points, but I don't know if I want to. We can de- we can debate them. But uh, but the later. broader point, we didn't even say the names of the uh, junior Greco medalists. Why don't you give them a little shine here, Nomania? Sure. Uh, my apologies. No. Peyton Omania wins bronze. Austin Nutter wins bronze, and Colton Schultz uh, once again makes makes the finals. Uh, there's there's also a picture of them from USA Wrestling. That is a tremendous uh, group, a troika of hair. Oh yeah, yeah. Peyton Omani is right, very right, high and tight. Uh, Nutter with the long flowing locks, and then Colton Schultz with just he's a massive guy. He's got massive hair. A lot going on there. Long flowing locks. Do what? Didn't Nutter have? Uh dreads or braids yeah well this was they took a picture after when he took him out after post competition okay okay yeah what willie we well, continue I mean, at a later time but i just wanted to get that out 
under your theory, I mean, you know, why? So then, first of all, when you say we're having much more success at juniors than seniors, uh, we're not really having a whole lot of success at juniors. Yeah, comparatively, we are demonstrably yeah, okay. more. We have like okay. five times as many junior medals in a whatever ten-year span, twelve-year span, as we do on senior level. And then those guys go on to make the senior level team and don't medal. Well, so yeah. something is being lost. Uh, okay, but they're. I mean, where are they going to train? Where are those guys going to train? Are you saying they would be? I mean, most of them go a strict Greco route. I mean, Kamal Bay is going a strict Greco route. A lot of them go a strict Greco route. A lot of them go to Northern Michigan. Yeah. Or you know Hancock Hancock OTC. So to say they're not getting, to say they're not getting the training or what? I mean I don't know what you're I don't know what the what you're saying. My my point is NMU and the OPTC are they're they're doing what they can. They're 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 maxed out. They, they those two places yeah, cannot be I'm the only options. Just like just like the, the, the only is, for senior level can't be the armed forces. There has to be a broader set of options. Whether that happens or and not, I don't I'm know. And what I'm saying is, the, the, the junior medalists that we do have are are going a, a training strictly Greco, and it's not translating. So, so what, I don't know how. I don't yeah, know how. Well, Willie, uh, somebody. Yeah, I'm, I'm acknowledging that though, Will. He's he's saying what? No matter why, how I'm reading it, what he's not coming out and saying is that the OTC and the NMU are not the best options, or we need more. Options. It's not that they're not the best options. There's 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 more options. Like they are they are doing what they are setting out to do, right? They they are they are taking uh, teenage Greco talent and getting them to a certain level by the time they're 21. But then those are the only those are the only things. You need more bodies. You need more coaches involved. You need more money involved. It's it's a whole series of things that um, those guys are, are maxing out or not not achieving their potential based on junior level results. Yeah, that's all. I don't know if I understand it either. Okay, uh, a couple late questions here. Um, Oliver, our guy Oliver Stone wants to know if, if you're drinking a, a beer right now. Uh, no free ads, but it is a... No, give um, him the free ad. It is, it is. Free it's Topo Chico. It's Topo Chico. It's Someone asked on Facebook if you were drinking a Heineken, and I just said yes. <laughs> <laughs> Topo Chico, if you don't... I didn't really know what it was. It's just like seltzer water, but that's lime-flavored seltzer water. Hey, did anybody watch? Did anybody watch Cola Wars? Don't know what that is. Huh? What? Is that a Cola Hungarian War. Greco tournament? No, Cola Wars. C O L A came out the other day. It's oh. a story of Pepsi versus Coke. But I thought about it because Coca Cola bought Topa Chico and immediately upped the price by 150 percent. Just same product. Just was like, yeah, now it's. Two fifty a bottle. Well, we get it for zero percent here. Someone pays. For, someone pays for it. Okay, enough. No, it's not a, not a morning beer. Uh, Spencer question: Considering he has not wrestled in freestyle in three plus years, he wants to make the Olympic team. Would a Snyder-like season mixing folk or a full red shirt and only freestyle make more sense? Sorry, I don't know if I read that right or if that's not word right. But yeah. Should he consider that? I think he should do kind of a hybrid season. I think I think perfect world. Spencer has a limited folk style season 
while first of all he's not qualified for the trial so he'll have to qualify via feral and or us well, open you can also win in civil a's or you could win in ncaa's but then you're but then just, you're putting it down you're to literally them. banking on that. yeah yeah well actually when when's last chance oh yeah there is a last chance the last chance but even then that's yeah not that'd still job. be tough because then you would have to go ncaa's basically probably the next week last chance then and yes i know gilman did it that was awesome still dicey also, that was not well. Also, it was very different because yeah. he had lots of time between NCAA's and Last Chance. Remember, he had yeah, lots of time. yeah. That's yeah. That's even. That's not even a good comparison. You're right. Yeah. So very different scenarios there. It, it's also two different questions because if, if we're just isolating it to what Spencer should do for his Olympic aspirations, yeah, duh. Of course, he should wrestle freestyle. However, there's Spencer is. There's a team title. Yeah, crucial to Iowa. And, I mean, ultimately, they only need him for Big Tens and, and um, NCAAs. Yeah. But it's a whole thing, right? They they have these they have these six monster home duels, right? Midlands, all these things that it's it, it's a big thing for Iowa. I mean, they Anthony Cassiope didn't go to junior trials, as, I believe, as part of this push for the title. So... I don't expect Spencer to to do a lot of freestyle because of that. But yes, should he do it for his Olympic aspirations? Yeah, probably. Yeah. So we'll we'll see how they play it. Um, maybe we'll learn more about the plan as time time goes on. But I I'd be surprised to see him do the f- the full D one season and. So you think the, he will? I think something's got to give there. And and, and I mean, you're you're right. He has to qualify. Well, he has to qualify, and also. Look at the history. Th- this guy has had injury issues. Mm-hmm. Okay, why overexpose him to to multiple matches? I think you have to keep him fresh for D one. I think you have to keep him fresh for for Olympic trials and beyond. And to do that, I don't think you can have him say, "Yeah, wrestle every duel," and also go to the Open or Feral or wherever. And, and maybe it is only one tournament, but. I mean, to to me, and maybe they don't look at it like this, but it would seem like he would need an international rep too, not just a mm. not just an open to qualify, but like, does he need a Uregan or a Medved or a something, right? So Th- that would seem to benefit him. So when you first yeah. said that he needs to qualify, my mind went two places, which is number one, the thing I said at the beginning of the show, which is we could see a lot of college guys at the Feral. Right, like we saw Gwiz at the Feral, and we saw Adam Kuhn at the Feral in 2015 because they were trying to to get their qualification done. So he could do that if he wants like the easiest path. It's probably the Schultz in January, just in terms of the field that he's going to see. Um, but if he also wants to do that international rep, right, Uregan or whatever it is, then yeah, it's going to have to be Feral. I mean, I guess the Open too, but. I think you want space in between. I think he'll be at the open. I think a lot of these guys will prioritize the open. Now that's like not too soon before Midlands. It's December twentieth. Yeah, it's like nine, nine, ten days before. I, that's what I'm saying. Something's gonna probably have to give here at some point. So we'll see the decisions they make. I think it, it can go a lot of different directions. Did we ever? Here's where you guys make fun of me for not remembering what I we talked about in the previous shows. But did we? Uh, we talk about Mackay 
and all the implications that it has to do. Oh yeah, we did. We talked. Yeah, and how yeah, it maybe helps Penn State and Iowa, but maybe Iowa a little more because Marinelli's two zero against Chinzo, but Chinzo's Chinzo, so who really knows? If that actually helps. But bottom line, it helps them both because he is a threat to both of them. So maybe maybe it balances out. And real quick before we move on, the. The main guys that are affected or potentially affected by Olympic records or just the having to go through the process if they want to do Olympic trials for the two big schools, which is Iowa and uh, Penn State this year, are just Spencer and Mark Hall, right? And then Dayton for Oklahoma State. Right. right? There's not, like, anybody else that we're missing? No, I don't think so. Okay. So for those three will be the ones we'll be watching very closely mm-hmm. over the next few months. Mm-hmm. What's uh, – Rena- Renan's wrestling, right? Renan's wrestling college. Yes. 197. He was at the match. Yeah. He was pretty big. Big looking. Okay. Was John there? Yes. He, he, brought, me a, he brought me a giant beef rib. Thank you, John. From <laughs> Louis Mueller's. It was delicious. Wait, from Louis Mueller's? Yeah. Like Jack Mueller's dad? I, or family? Is his name Louis? That's what I'm asking. Oh, no. It was the name of a place in Taylor, Texas. I don't. I think no relation to the. Mueller okay, family. just coincidence. Jack, if you're listening, is your father's name Louis, and or does he make delicious barbecue that he no, sells? No, his dad's name is not Louis. It's Michael. <laughs> Michael Mueller, but oftentimes Louis is a nickname for Michael. I've seen it many times, so this could be an example of that. Here's a question from Dyson Gould: Who is the bigger wrestling fan, Olivia Brackey or Katie Piles? I think I know the answer to this. I have no idea. Well, here, here's what I'd say. Currently, right now, in terms of knowing the scene, knowing what's going on, knowing what's going on in Division One wrestling, I think it's I think it's Olivia Brackey. She knows the wrestlers a lot better. I think Kyle forces his lovely wife to watch a lot of wrestling. Um, she's gotten into it. Yeah, she's into it. She's she likes sports. Katie could take sports or leave them. She likes wrestling, but I'll give Katie the edge in that she is done hours and days and weeks worth of bleacher suffering coming to my brothers and, and my matches when I was coaching, sitting in horrible high school gyms for days on end, sometimes with my children. That's a real so one. So I give her the edge on grinding it out uh, yeah. at the at the lower scene, but as a higher level uh, fan, I give it to Olivia. So it's a classic split decision here. And they can, they can duke it out. Um, but I bet they both don't care for this title. <laughs> <laughs> and also, we saw uh, the the lovely Olivia Brackey this weekend. She looks great. Looks like her her pregnancy is coming along very very smoothly. Kyle, they were yeah, both there. Everything's going good. Yes, glad. a lot of a lot of wives were there. Lo- yes, it was like a flow party. It was all our family. Oh yeah, Joe Kay's wife was there. Joe Kenya, my wife, Mike's this is wife, Mike Mal. yeah, Mike's wife, yeah, Mark Flo. My boss Ray, our boss Ray, not Bader's not Ray. family was there. Bader's family, mm-hmm. um, it, was, it was it was really cool. Glad we were all there. That's why Round Rock just needs to be the place. David Bray, Round Rock, some of the grappling guys. Yeah, go Round Rock. Okay, next question. Go Dragons. How much would the Hawkeye hater crap his pants, Willie, <laughs> if both Gallagher and Vasquez announced commitments to Iowa? Who's number one? Hawkeye hater, yeah. Hawkeye hater <laughs> that just that just spent like the last month of his life f- 
pulling what little hair I have left out, trying to move mountains to get who's number one to Iowa City. That's how much exactly. I hate Iowa. That's how much you hate it. Nomad's getting off easy here because he used to be the Hawkeye hater. Oh, yeah. Wow. Was, was so funny because there was the one virtual whiteboard where we did where I was the only one that picked Iowa. To do what? Be Oklahoma State. Oh. Was this too year? late then. Was it this year? No, this or was the year before. Yeah, this was year before. I remember that. I remember that. You Man, were... all of my awesome memories of going to Iowa Oklahoma State matches, I have countless <laughs> because I can't count them because there are none. <laughs> Nomad was that. Where were you this preps year? And so let's see. I've been to five counties. <laughs> I've been to national preps, and you are... what was the other one? Because there's been three. He's never been to an Iowa Oklahoma State duel, and he's always at other places, which are fine. But it's so you, funny because every time the duels is still water, and we have it live, like we take everybody. Everyone's there. Nomads. Ben Askren goes. Sion's <laughs> there. Yeah. Nomads at preps. So I expect to yeah. be sent to Monster Match. Yeah, Monster Match or something. You can go to Monster Match. <laughs> yeah. No, you won't miss this. It conflict. won't be what you think it is, these but you can go. These will not conflict. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> next question. I had to get Yeah, Willie. Oh, I, I am all in on a dunk take for Willie at who's number one. Yeah. Willie, would you commit to uh, a dunk take? Yeah, I already thought about it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be not, no shirt. I'm going to have a big Penn State logo. Oh. That would be hilarious. I'm, I'm dead serious. You should actually do that. When we put that out it on was... Twitter, some Lehigh Valley like <laughs> place that has a dunk take offered it up for free. And I was like, well, this is <laughs> awkward. We transport it, yeah. We're not coming back there. <laughs> Don't tell them that. So, um, yeah, I think we need to do that. If Askren can't come and do it, uh, I think you're the next best, best option, Willie. Yeah, it was funny because me, CP, and Askren were on – a text group we were texting and we're just shooting the breeze and what were we talking about christian anything important um tax reform we were talking about tax reform and i said ben dude i know what we should do we should set up a dunk tank and have you in at who's number one and he was like i totally would but i have to go to a wedding that day yeah so bummer so I guess I have to do it. Um, all right. Will, this is another good question. And I we have to do this. Will Willie test the waters, go out for beers Friday night in Iowa City, or will he pick up Casey's Pizza and a sixer of Natty Light for the hotel room? So there's a lot of things here. One, Willie will 100% go to the hotel room. Two, we have to make him. We have to force feed him Casey's Pizza. Well, first yep. of all, shouldn't it be Bushlight if we're in Iowa? Don't don't get hung up on that. Okay, sorry. Casey's the the point is Casey's Pizza. Willie, will you try Casey's Pizza? Will you commit? You will try. You will eat one slice of Casey's breakfast pizza. No, no, wait, hold on. Now, there's where I there's that's that's the kicker. Breakfast. I I'll try Casey's Pizza. Please do not try to have me eat the breakfast pizza. You're so can far I, can I just above have it, dude. Well, Can I just Will, have Willie? No, what I just is, saw it and it looks terrible. What is the difference? It does not look terrible. JMZ, our wonderful intern, uh, has now spread his wings and flew away. Loved it. Yeah, he loved it. 
You ha- you just have to try it. Sometimes things look bad and, bad and taste good. All the poison Fine. you put in your body, just you can't suck it up for a slice of of Iowa wholesomeness. You snob. Fine. It's like the third I'll most consumed Wait, pizza in the world. Say it. Say what? Say what you're gonna do. I will try. I will try. I don't know. I can't commit to eating like the full slice, maybe, but I will try a slice of the breakfast pizza and a slice of the regular. The regular, I'm like, I'm not like too standoffish about. It's the egg. It like they look like powdered. It looks like fake f- meat and egg on a pizza. That's what it looks like. Don't worry about what it looks like. What if All we right. blindfolded you and we're just like, hey, we're eating pizza, buddy? Blindfold pizza time. All right, so he's eating Casey's breakfast pizza. He's on the record. We we're going to film it. This was filmed. Is that, mm-hmm. is that what people rave about, though, is for Casey's? Is it the breakfast pizza? I thought it was just pizza, Casey's pizza in general. I, it feels like the breakfast pizza has a, a real cult Someone following. just said on Facebook, Casey's breakfast pizza is the best. There you go. So suck it, Will. <laughs> well, I think it's the fact that you can... That you know, most people eat pizza for breakfast as a leftover option, right? So kind of cold pizza. Casey's it's like pushes a, a casserole. The hot, ready breakfast pizza. I can't wait. So, Nomad, you you like it? Meat. You've had it, right? Yeah, it's fine. I've okay. never had it either. Not out of for snobbish reasons. Just never, never been in a Casey's at breakfast time. Also. The, the closest Casey's I've been to was the one at Fargo. And as we all know, I have the cafeteria pass at Fargo. Uh, so, yeah. which is way, which, soup. which is definitely better than, uh, I'm sorry. Probably, it's not. It's definitely better than Casey's breakfast. It was it's good. It's really not. The Fargo um, cafeteria was delicious and kept me, kept me moving. So I was, I was pumped you about guys. that. All right. Um, if the Olympic redshirt criteria is set by USA Wrestling, then why would Michich be eligible? Seems like it should be. A lot of people are asking this. The American wrestlers. I don't know. I, 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 I'm assuming it does not matter. I have thought that is weird. He took an Olympic redshirt for America and Serbia. I'm like <laughs> he's not only is he taking two <laughs> Olympic redshirts, he's out for two nations. Like, like I love it. You guys know Go where I stand it. on like people wrestling for other countries, so I'm not. I'm not entirely against to taking an Olympic redshirt. It just is extremely odd that the criteria somehow also allows for international guys. I don't think it's odd because because there are a ton of right, foreigners in track. In track. Yeah. Tennis and, also. And archery, I'm assuming. Mostly no. archery. <laughs> no. There are no, there are a lot of Swedish archers. Made that up. Okay. In the U.S. at college programs. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. All right. What a, what's the other question? We got a bunch. They're all pretty good. Any um, from Sparky Sparky Boo Man? No. The Boo Man was, was uh, MIA. Oh, I, asked, I actually asked this question, Brock Desert. Did we ever reach a conclusion if it's allowed to confirm a two and two when the one guy had to uh, the, the the air thing? No, I did not get confirmation that. I actually asked Coach Cole. I was like, did that come up? And like, actually, that did not come up at all. It was just kind of like another thing. Oh, this will make Penn State fans even more mad, but I'm sorry. So, Silvestri, I said this was like the main um, – there's one like one of the witnesses for USA Wrestling. Silvestri watched the entire match and rescored it. He rescored the entire thing. And he scored it 6-6 for Zane. 
because oh, because the opening sequence, the opening, the opening sequence should have been four and two, not yeah. four two and two, which I think we all actually agreed with that, and we brought that mm-hmm. up at the time. But the brick didn't come. We, I mean, we brought that up at the time too. That yeah, we said the, that in the entirety of the match. It's very easy to argue that the way it went um, could have gone for Zane. Right. So that's notable. I yeah. wanted to mention that. I forgot to mention it. That that opening, good lord, that opening exchange was so fire, and it lasted forever. Right. Was that well, was that in the first no, match or the second uh-uh. match? That was, first match had a crazy exchange that ended with uh, yeah they the spun dreidel around. sequence yeah where you just spun around yeah. and spun around that was in match one oh maybe that was in match one match two double leg right away from Zayn boom drops him on his side for four and then Yanni rolls him through two sort of twice but not really it should have just been the one which two. that was also that's why I think. Yanni's gonna win the thing because, like, why didn't Zayn do that in Turkey? Well, I don't know. I mean, I know Yanni makes adjustments and all that, but like, I don't know. Zayn had an extremely good game plan that night, and he executed it very well. Yeah, I, th- I think. Man, here's the thing. What's the so? All right, we've seen a couple iterations of this. Match one, Yanni Zayn. Uh, Yanni wins, scoring off his own stuff, but also from counters, a late counter, uh, iced it for him. Then in the series, Zane was able to get to legs and finish much more effectively. And Yanni was not able to get to legs much at all. And then at Yasser Dogu, Yanni was timing the, the level change fakes oh, of Zane perfectly. Yeah. And he was on his legs a lot of the match and for some more exchanges and, and ended up winning. So now what's the – obviously Zane and, and, and the Sandersons are going to have a different – game yeah. plan they're gonna know okay i can't you can't just like level change fake indiscriminately and not pay for it against yanni so what's the next thing is it's kale and cody with right because yes. i know sometimes there's guys with casey, casey and sometimes yeah um the and before i say this this is not me armchair quarterbacking these is this is things i have discussed with yanni <laughs> or i've gotten yanni's opinion because he's the one actually wrestling but yanni's too scrambly sometimes Right, it put gets him in trouble. Got him in trouble with Zane. Got him in trouble against uh, Ogun Sanyan, uh at, in Poland. And I think like the next step, and again these things I've discussed with Yanni, the next step is him keeping guys off his legs because he has gotten more offensive. He knows how to put up points, but he also sometimes gets himself in trouble with his scrambling that in folk style basically bails him out a well, lot. I think he said as much after the open yeah. as well that like in his in the interview afterwards right. so he's got to get a little more baseline and yeah it's probably probably true. So that's the, the, that that's my concern that if he wins that the foreigners are going to try to get him in these goofy positions and that in general I like it but when you get to that highest level you know those guys are smart. Is it possible for Zane to appeal the decision by the arbitrator? No. The ruling is final. This is happening. Got any Madden codes? No. <laughs> I don't have any Madden codes. Asks, uh, who has that? Reagan Wright. Coach Wright, BV. How about uh, FIFA codes? I have no codes. Tell him, uh, hit up All Business Pete. At All Business Pete. Okay. I don't know who that is, but I guess he's got the codes. He does. Is the U.S. Open in December? Yes, and it is in. Did we not say this? 
Round Texas. Rock, Texas. Well, Northern Round Rock, also known as Dallas. Fort Worth. Fort Worth. Round Rock. Round Rock. We're just calling it Round Rock. Man, I so I was talking to um, a guy from Texas USA Wrestling, uh, Randall. I really wanted it to be in Frisco where they have women's nationals because there's a lot of hotels there and there's a lot of entertainments. There's like a lot of stuff for people to do between sessions and at night and stuff. The quote that they gave for to have it there was outrageous. So wow. in uh, the Frisco area. Let's talk quotes. It's what are we talking? 30,000 a night. Wow. That's not so bad. So 90,000. 90K. Because it's, yeah. It's a little steep. So, geez, for so where chill it? out. Where are they having it? Somewhere, I don't, I don't remember exactly, somewhere in Fort Worth. No. Round Rock. <laughs> Round Rock. It's in Round Rock. Uh, that's going to be awesome. Okay, there's some more good There questions. actually is an awesome arena in Round Rock. Yeah, the HEB Center. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, Matthew Klein, I'll be graduating and applying for jobs this year. Any tips on where to apply? Any interview tips? Hashtag help. Well, good for you graduating. Um, so I, I, I do have some advice for you. One, you, you have to be, as, so, as someone who now has the horrible task of hiring people at times, you get all these applications. You need, so, you need a way that makes you stand out, okay? And I'll tell you one example. Now, I don't want this spread around because then we're gonna have a bunch of yahoos showing up. But we, did not, we were not gonna have an intern this summer and then the angel, John Michael Zach, just showed up one Friday and said he wanted to talk to somebody. So he ends up talking to me. He impressed me. And it's like, man, I really like this guy. Let's figure out how to make it work. And then we made, got him an intern, and he's awesome. And hopefully one day we can, we can hire John Michael. Well, I think he's your point there is. He's doing stuff for us, too. Yeah, and now he's, now he's working for us uh, part-time. Well, I think your point there is initiative. Initiative. Show me something. Well, not just initiative. It does show initiative to show up. But... Otherwise, you're just uh, a, a list of, of applications, and they're all really similar, and it is somewhat arbitrary how you pare down these lists. So you got to differentiate yourself. Find, find your way to – I mean, it's not always like this. I mean, we definitely are not the most conventional hiring, and I know you're not trying to work here either, but I'm just saying he is. in general – you have to find a way to differentiate yourself. Now, you need to be an impressive person when you meet people. Yeah. So I hope you have good manners, and I hope you're impressive and a confident communicator. If not, you should hi. You should, Matthew Klein, if you're not a good communicator, you should not employ this tactic. But John Michael Zach was, and then here he is now. Also, what? just like this is obvious, but just be yourself. Right? No. Don't. Just like you were in your interview process? Yeah. No, don't. I was getting ready to say, do the exact opposite of what Nomad did. Nomad, I don't know how it happened. And we've told this story on radio before, but it bears telling every single time. (laughs) This dude rolls up. First of all, they rarely fly people in, but they flew him in. And when did they fly him in? When we were all gone. Pretty sure we were all at Akron. Normally they put people up at like, Holiday Inn. Holiday Inn. I got the Van Zant, which, which is very nice. Whatever is the nicest hotel in your town, this is the nicest one in Austin. So they put him up there, Nomad. Okay, he is late for the interview. Just late to the point that Melissa, I'm pretty sure, had to call you and be like, "Where are you?" And you're like, well, "I can, uh, I I can tell that story if you want." Go ahead. And tell <laughs> okay. So in in the interview process, there was one single email chain where everything was being worked out. And then an itinerary was sent to me in a wholly separate 
um, email, and I was like, hey, I never got this. And so I got – But you so, did get it. Well, yeah, right. That's, that's what I'm getting to. So I got in, and I called them, and I was like, hey, I, like, I didn't get anything, right? Like, that email just kind of stopped. Um, I, like, I don't know what's going on. And Melissa goes, oh, your interview's in 15 minutes. And I am more than 15 minutes away, and I need to shower. And yeah. Okay, so there's that. Get dressed. That's an item. Oh, getting dressed. But did he bring <laughs> pants? Yes or no? Just yes or no. Did you bring pants? No. I he did lost, not bring pants. I forgot, I forgot them. They were sitting on my bed at home. He wore a dress shirt, shorts, and boots. No, not like not like uh, like basketball shorts or fight shorts. They were like, you know. Khaki uh, yeah, shorts. Yeah, they were like nice shorts. But they were shorts nonetheless. His hair was peak nomad length. It was long. Oh, extremely long. I, I <laughs> We should. First of no, all. Nomad, they, hold on. Well, Nomad's pretty good on camera, right? He has a big personality, good communicator. Your screening test. Awful. Abysmal. <laughs> I had no idea what now. I was doing. It's funny now because, you know, obviously, it, no one's going to be really good at that. Actually, one person was. That y'all don't know who she is, but her name's Janelle. It was like, wow, she was like a, a star the first time. But everyone else just kind of stinks their first time. And But his was like... Is he on some sort of sleep medication right now? <laughs> it was like the sleepiest version of it. If I can find it, uh, I will not show you. But we will yeah. watch it internally and get a good laugh. Yeah. which uh, I got to find it. It's somewhere. Which, come back around to, to Matt's thing. So there's like getting the job and then there's actually doing the work there. Like some people are just resume I people. I found it. Right? They can just, oh, sweet. Can't wait to <laughs> Hold on. This yeah. is the whole new show. I'm yeah. not going to show. I'm not going to hit the play button, but I'm going to go max screen. This is what the kid looked like back in the day. I know this is bad That's radio. Fire. You can't see. Fire. But check we'll, our mans. We'll screenshot it. Check our mans. That's the screener. <laughs> we hired him. Great decision. But sometimes you just got to act on gut. Yeah. Um. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Basically, basically we were, basically we were just gonna hire him. Basically, no matter we decided what, decided we were gonna no hire him. No matter what happened, he, no matter what happened, we were gonna hire him because you couldn't have messed it up any worse than what he did. <laughs> That's what I, I wanted said. to make it hard. I wanted to test your your loyalties, your intelligence. <laughs> I wanted to make it hard on you guys. It's First pretty all, rare. For some reason, Only Nomad would tank his screener for a job he wants, but he did it, and it worked. Congrats, Nomad! One of my, one of my favorite parts is that he flew from Baltimore to Austin and didn't tell his parents didn't that he him. was going on this job interview. Were you living at home at the time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so they just didn't know where you were at all. I mean, I was only gone for thirty-six hours. <laughs> I know, but buddy, not enough time to file a missing persons report. Oh my yeah. gosh, this is. Well, did, 36 hours? Didn't you miss your flight home? No. Not something remotely. That you, something no, happened. there's a anyway. there's a story that you that I've told you that's funny that will that cannot be told on on air, but it's great. Well, what what else? Another thing that was stupid about the whole thing is that for some reason, for some reason, me and Christian had to. Kyle, get on Slack. The, 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 the weekend <laughs> that you were coming here, or the week that you were coming here. Me and Christian had to go to an event, so we were not on site. 
You had to go to Akron. And we were in Akron. All of you were in Akron. And we, I, we, you know, I call Ray and I'm like, how'd it go? And he was like, well, he was, he was a half hour late and he was dressed like a street urchin. He looked like a street urchin. That, those were the words, street urchin. This also, this also really messed with my head. Because looking back, I don't think uh, he did it <laughs> on purpose. It Turn around your computer, Bracky. I don't think he did it on purpose. But all right, I'll tell us why Bracky's getting pulled up. So, at the time was when the whole um, oh, hang on. Bill Zadok hiring was going on, right? Oh. And there, it was like that whole process. Turn around. Like and this. he yeah. asked me who I thought was going to get on. the job, but like they had already done the FRL where Zadok got hired. And oh, look at that fire! Oh, dang it! It's all white. Yeah, it's all white. We'll, we'll tweet it. We'll tweet a great picture. But so I didn't know if it, he was he like. He looks like he's in the Ramones. <laughs> yeah. If he was messing with me, like, do I need to call this person out who's going to be my boss and be like, no, you fool. Like, that's already, that's already happened, which I didn't end up doing. But that really threw me off. So be prepared for goofy questions like that, Matthew Klein. Yeah. So basically don't do what Nomad did yet at the same time maybe. All right, I just sent a tweet out. Check my Twitter. <laughs> um, so much fire. It's uh, <laughs> it's something else. Man, you look so much better with short hair. It's just really unbelievable. It is um, really unbelievable. It's it's really. You also got me blinking, but whatever. It's the it's but I tell you, it's the first it's the first image of the of the screen <laughs> test. It's the first image. It's it's perfect. You may oh as well my been, god! You may as well have been unconscious the, during this. The thing. The crazy thing is, I have no recollection of that whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Like doing it, because <laughs> people like you are like uh, I think Frevel or somebody brought it up a few weeks ago, and I'm like, I don't remember this at all. Your screen test? Not remotely. Yeah. Did you when you came? Well, it was pretty forgettable. Yeah. Did, did, yeah. When, I think that when you came down here. In addition to applying for this job and having an interview, you also auditioned for Days and Confused too. <laughs> did you? Did the school where Days and Confused was filmed is like a mile from where I now live? Really? Right. Yes. Wow. Okay. I love that movie. I bet you do. Um, it's the most accurate depiction <laughs> of high school. Um, I'm just curious. While we're on a nomad train, Bailey Brown wants to know, which is at Dan's Brita filter. I'm just <laughs> curious. What's on Nomad's workout playlist right now? Would love to hear what he's bumping for a pumping. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> uh, well, nothing. But like, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how people people go into the like. I went in the sauna yesterday. I don't know how you do this a lot. Yeah. You take your phone in there. Mm-hmm. There's a way you can do it. I just. I don't know how that's good for the phone. I mean, you do it enough, so I'm like, okay, it must be. Yeah. But I'm also just like, I don't know. I feel like you should be on your phone in the sauna, but it also gets kind of boring if you're just in there by yourself. You could be stretching or whatever. I listen to uh, – I like the, listening to podcasts in there and just yeah. like chill. But, yeah, if you uh, – I get but, I get another towel. I wrap it in the towel yeah. and it keeps it cool. But but there is something to like the – like if, if I am – if, if 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 I'm doing something or like when when I was in like in high school um, training for stuff <laughs> I like the you know I, I I always like the concept of like well there's no music in your ears like when you're doing your thing mm -hmm. right like when you're playing football when you're running track when you're wrestling there's no like earbuds in so you gotta just kind of like train the environment in which you compete 
Wow. Somebody's pumping for a bumping right now. Tell them jackhammers to settle out, settle down. It's not happening. Yeah, it's know. actually not happening right now. For once, I don't know what you're hearing. That's probably that's at your house, Willie. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> well, it ain't here for once. Uh, so yeah. So basically, wait. You didn't, so you don't listen it's to music. It's Kyle. It's Kyle's leg going oh. nonstop. Nope. Kyle's legs are not moving. Yeah. Yeah. Rewind the tape. He was just doing it. He <laughs> stopped like a child. He stopped like a child. He just stopped doing it. Nope. Wasn't me. <laughs> okay. All well, right. Shot. There. There you go with that. So he doesn't. Well, Nomad also doesn't. You work out? Not recently. <laughs> Nomad yeah. doesn't work out either. So there's no. Uh, Play spike ball. He does play spike ball. In the he, sauna. He uh, does sauna. I like. Uh, I like like taking my walks around uh, Town Lake, but uh, no lifting. Nah. You don't have to live. I mean, there's so many different ways to work out. Yeah, but like running as a. I pissed off Flow Bikes last week. I'm a pissed off Flow Track right now. Running is just like a thing. I don't get it. I don't know how people do it. I have to trick myself. Like, if I'm like, oh, I need to run, I need to trick myself. I need to play basketball. I need to play soccer. Like, there has to be some activity where in by which I'm running. I can't just, like, run. Yeah, you're not on an island there, buddy. So. I don't – I don't the, – the runner's high thing <clears throat> to, lost on me. Yeah. Um, how many college guys will think will wrestle at the U.S. Open? I think we'll see a lot. I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be a really good tournament. Last year, or four years ago, or whatever it was, it was a really good field. I, I don't know how many college guys went, but Dake, Ruth, Taylor, Reeder, Gavin, all in one weight. It was legit. So excited for that. Um, pretty sure Chris Perry and Anthony Valencia sort of got in a fight. I remember that kind of well. <laughs> <laughs> that was interesting. There was uh, multiple things happening at that weight class. What else? Lavalley tried to break somebody's arm again. Massa, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He does that. Which was a, a classic thing in which something weird or controversial or funny happens on a flow wrestling video, and the actual video isn't good, but then there's like a reverse angle of a match from across the way that uh, you can see it much better. Oh, that tournament I, was fire. It was really good. I was in Reno last time. Maybe there was I a good. Be there there was year. a good. Uh, I was there. Hal wrestled in the finals and won. Dake Taylor was a final. There was a good heavyweight final. Pico wrestled a really, bunch of really good dudes. Oh yeah. So he, that's where the hump, hump nasty. Yeah. He hit, oh, the bomb on Pico. Yeah. He also wrestled Steber, I think. Who? Who? Hey, so Jimmy. Who won that? Six. Was it Kennedy? Yeah. He. Um, Kennedy beat Logan. Cart, he cartwheeled against Logan. Kennedy won that whole thing with Reese and Logan. And Kennedy was undefeated against Logan. That was Logan's, like, kryptonite for a while. Yeah. Um, hey, okay, so without looking it up, uh, did 86 at that open have Ruth versus Taylor? Yes. Uh, an awesome Dake-Reader match. Yes. The Dake-Taylor final, and then yes. a, the Ruth-Reader craziness. Did that all happen at that Ruth Reader was uh, trials. That was Wisconsin. Oh, that was the same year, but or like in May the or year whatever. Year before, yep. Yeah. Or yeah. 2015, but just mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. 2015 trials. So okay. But wasn't that wasn't that uh, Ruth Taylor match? I don't know, controversial. But some people thought it was right. Oh, he teched him. I know, but wasn't it a similar like? He hit a he fireman's carried him. I don't know. I didn't find it. I gotta maybe, go back and watch it. Maybe they did. I d- I did not find it particularly. 
um, controversial. Okay. Hey, good response. Are, we, good, are we good to call it? Yeah, I got 3% on the computer battery right here. Okay, we're threat level midnight yeah. um, because Chargers. Owen, he was ready. He's like, finally. Owen's like, finally. These guys are wrapping up. Maybe it was Caleb. We'll never know for sure who hit the button. But we thank you guys so much for listening. 399 down. <laughs> One more. And we are going to have, and yeah, it's going to be Thursday, the mega show. We're going to start at 8 o'clock probably. We might go till 9.30. I don't care. Kale, We're, Gable, Brands. They're all coming. We'll all be not discussed. be on the show. They'll all be discussed. Um, we, we will this for this show. John we're gonna, Smith. We're gonna stream it on social media. We're gonna upload it to iTunes afterwards. We're gonna do it all, guys, and it's all for you. Thanks for your support of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. We will. Hey, Yanni Zay news. Hopefully dropping soon. We'll let you know when and where because we know you're gonna show up. Because we know Round Rock, Texas is not gonna show you up, New York City. You would not allow that to happen. Thanks a lot. See you Thursday. <laughs>